Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Friday. It's KHON to go. Good morning, everybody. Again, a warm day is ahead of us, and if you're planning to cool off in the ocean, this is what you're going to be seeing. Not too much going on on the surf front. We're looking at flat to two-foot faces for both north and west shores. Our south shore is one to three feet, and our eastern shore is looking at two to four foot faces. So little bumps out there coming through, and fairly calm seas. So because of that, no watches, warnings, or advisories are currently in place. Now for your extended forecast, and of course we've been seeing the really beautiful high clouds streaming over the state the last couple of days. They're really nice over Maui County and Big Island. Big Island the last two days, but those have started to thin out. There's still a few that are lingering around, but we're not going to be seeing as fiery of skies as what we've seen images of from the Big Island the past couple of days. So for today, light and variable winds. It's going to be warm, and as sea breezes dominate in the afternoon, we're going to be seeing some scattered showers develop, and that's mainly going to be for the interior sections, the central portions of each island, before our trade winds finally return in full force just in time for the weekend, before some rainfall coming through towards the middle of next week. It's another record. More than 77,000 new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. in a single day, shattering the previous mark by more than 10,000, which was just recorded on Wednesday. Among the states, Texas has seen an alarming increase in hospitalizations and deaths and is now getting some help from New York. Medical teams are now set up in two of Houston's hardest-hit minority communities to provide 1,000 tests a day for the next two weeks. New York was the state that was most affected when all of this started in the U.S. Back here at home, COVID-19 cases have increased again with 19 new cases reported yesterday. The health department says one new case also required hospitalization. The statewide total now stands at 1,311. Now, six of those cases are coming from a cluster at a Big Island hospital. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green says that the cluster at Kona Community Hospital increased yesterday to three employees and three patients. It comes after an employee tested positive for the virus last week. Green says that everyone at the hospital is being tested and they'll be tested again three days from now and then four days after that to catch any infections. Most of my information is on the Kona cluster. There are six people now, and they are going to test uh, today comprehensively the entire facility. They're going to have testing on Saturday in the community for people that might have come and gone from the hospital and are worried. As for the two Oahu gyms, where a cluster of 20 broke out last week, the Department of Health says enough time has passed for anyone else to have been infected. The state Labor Department is seeking federal financial assistance to help pay out unemployment insurance claims. According to the Labor Department, the Unemployment Compensation Trust Fund has run out of money. Officials say more than $596 million were available at the start of the year, but that money was used to pay for benefits during the pandemic. Hawaii joins eight other states in borrowing funds from the CARES Act to help with unemployment. More than $2.1 billion in unemployment benefits have already been paid out since March. All right, reaction is still coming in on last night's race for Honolulu Mayor. Dallas Ontiveros is live at Honolulu Hale with some of your highlights. Good morning, Dallas. 
Good morning, Ross. Well, this was the first today debate when it came to the race for Honolulu mayor. And of course, it was a full 90 minutes where we got to learn more about the five out of the 12 candidates who are running for Honolulu mayor. Now, the first portion of the debate was a viewer question portion where the candidates answered questions from viewers from you at home. And the topics just ranged from the ongoing coronavirus pandemic to the rail, uh, homelessness, that ongoing issue in different areas of Oahu. You also had challenges with schools reopening up and just a lot of things were covered in yesterday's debate but something that was really interesting is that we got to learn more about the candidates on how they would actually handle these real-life situations which was the candidate question portion of the debate and we actually collected a few moments of that portion for you to see take a listen we're the only person here that has been investigated for bank fraud by the federal government that incident happened 37 years ago and I took full responsibility for it. The people who were involved all went to jail, and I rebuilt my life. And that's all there is to it. Colleen, you've said repeatedly that people who have not worked in government will need training wheels. Now remember, I was the Senate president for four years, and with 25 different egos in that situation, it takes leadership and management skills that someone, for example, who's a chief executive who's used to dictating down would not understand. What are the four measures that you have to put in place to ensure that the city can maintain a high bond rating and at the same time put us path the path as I did as a former mayor where I didn't raise property taxes? I think there's four more than four measures in order to maintain a high bond rating, Mufi. Uh, you firstly need to run a fiscally responsible city government. You need to be efficient. Mufi, do you think leaving midterm to run for another office hurt the rail project? I thought I could take those executive skills uh, to the next step, next level. Well, the people obviously said no. I get it. I understand it. And once again, that was a collection of moments from the candidate question portion of the debate, but this was only just the five candidates of the 12 that are running for the Honolulu mayor position, so there's still plenty of time left. Remember, that primary is until August 8th, but coming up in the next half hour, we're going to hear more from these candidates on why they deserve your vote this upcoming season. Until then, reporting from Honolulu Hale, Dallas Barros, KH12 News, working for Hawaii. Thank you very much, Dallas. Now, after the debate, we spoke to political analyst Dr. John Hart about what he thought of the five candidates. Three of them have held elected positions. Uh, Kim Pine, she's well-prepared. She's well-spoken. She was targeting uh, Amamiya tonight, and it will be interesting to see if that moves the needle for her. Hanabusa is clearly the best debater She's the best at getting into the weeds. Uh, if you're a policy wonk, she's an attractive candidate. But she also beat Governor Ige in all of their debates and still didn't get elected. So once again, what's the impact of all this for her? Uh, Mufi, uh, he decided to stay on message, and boy, did he. I was the mayor. I still would like to see more specifics. I think it's great that he addressed the question of him leaving the mayor's office prematurely. It'll be interesting to see how that plays, addressing it directly rather than Belangiardi's technique of kind of not really wanting to talk about his real estate past. 
In our next half hour, we'll hear what John Hart thinks about Keith Amemiya and Rick Blangiardi. If any of the candidates get 50% of the vote plus one in the primary, they will be the mayor. Otherwise, the top two vote-getters will square off in the general election in November. And again, the primary election just around the corner, three weeks from tomorrow. And of course, if you want to get to know it and you missed it, it's on our website in its entirety at k22.com. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here Monday morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with K2N to go.